0: Welcome to ATL in 29, a Peachtree Hoops podcast, where we look at the NBA from the starting point of Atlanta. Oops, I'm getting texts from Brad Roland. Brad, leave me alone. I'm going to have to put that on mute. (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, That's a fitting way to start. I just wanted to bring you some audio and some information from the last couple of days. The Hawks had Goga Batadze and four other players in yesterday which was Thursday for a workout and uh, he was pretty engaging in his interview so I thought that would be worth sharing and then of course today Hawks general manager Travis Schlenk met with the media to lay out what he can share about his plans for the upcoming draft and we'll do more draft content here at ATL on 29 between now and the draft which is on Thursday night. But without editorializing much here, just wanted to bring you uh, the sound from those two interviews. Uh, so let's, without further ado here, let's start with Goga. I should add that the other person that you'll hear asking questions in this interview is uh, Chris Kirshner of The Athletic. All right, to Goga. Is this your first uh,
1: workout? In- the
2: States? No, second one. First one with San Antonio.
1: Okay. Where, do you, where else are you planning to go before the draft? Uh,
2: Boston, uh, Detroit, and Charlotte. Okay.
1: Those are oh. the only three? Yep. Okay. Um, what is it like playing overseas, and how do you think your game is going to translate to the NBA?
2: Uh, it's more like a position game and a little slower, I think, but we, we try to play quicker. So I think um, we're we'll able to play on a quick basketball in you know, up and down. And uh, um, what was the question? Second question? How do you think your game is going to translate to yeah. the NBA? I mean, I think I can shoot the ball pretty well, and the NBA is mostly getting about the bigs shooting the three and stretching out the floor. So I think I, my game could translate pretty good on that. And I think I can be a lot better defensive, a lot better, you know, and you know, trying to switch on the guards and be able to contest the shots uh, and let them shoot over me and. Yeah.
1: How much NBA do you
2: get to watch in Georgia? Uh, I mean, I was actually in Belgrade playing a couple okay. of years, four or five years. So, I mean, I had enough time to watch the NBA right now. So i watch the finals. And, yeah, enough. Yeah.
0: Is there somebody you go to? Are there some NBA players who either play in the NBA now or used to play in the NBA that you talk to for advice?
2: Uh, I mean, Zaza Pachulia from Georgia, mm-hmm. Tornike, Shengelia from Georgia, <laughs> mm-hmm. a couple guys, you know, they gave me a couple of advices. And also we had Nikola Jokic from my team, Ibiza Zubats, uh, team luwavu So a couple guys I know from the NBA, you know, getting some advices, also my trainers. And, yeah. What's
1: been the feedback that you've gotten so far being in America? Like your draft stock and like how do teams plan on using you, if, when you when they do get you?
2: Yeah, to, as I said, to stretch the floor mm-hmm. and to use my shooting ability. Like I shoot the ball pretty well, and they saw me, you know, shooting the... I played a lot of games this year, and yeah, I think I, showed it, I can shoot the ball, I can defend pretty well, be a good energy guy, positive energy guy, and just to be hard on the game and play play tough.
1: I'm not sure how much you watch on the Hawks, but what do
2: you know of them? Uh, probably everything, I know. Hmm. I mean, you didn't do well this year, but the young team, you know, a lot of great talents in your team, and I, I know a lot of things about them. Like what? Trey Young, John Collins. The, I mean, all the guys. You got Vince Carter. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know all the guys. Alex Lang, Everybody. You know, they're great, great players.
1: What uh, what catches your eye when you're watching the Hawks? I mean, it's usually. I mean, like you said, they didn't do that well this year. So I mean, what made you, I guess, watch them?
2: I mean, young team. Like also, I play in Belgrade, and, and I think. Uh, I compare my team to Atlanta because we're a young team. We're running to the floor, play free, trying to play free and take shots. Uh, and you try trying to play free, and they, they were just, you know, playing really free, and they're young, and it's really fun to watch, you know, up and down. Trey Young is a great player, as I said. John Collins helps them. Great, great, great stuff.
0: Did you have a favorite NBA player when you were a kid?
2: Uh, I uh, Kevin Garnett. Uh, Because of his uh, competitiveness and uh, his energy was incredible and LeBron James I can say that.
0: So you're young I'm I'm thinking you see Kevin Garnett on the Celtics as opposed to maybe like Minnesota?
2: I'm more of a Celtics Celtics. I watched him uh, in Minnesota too I mean the highlights and all that because I wasn't really born (laughs) when we were playing (laughs) in Minnesota so yeah he he was really tough guy. What's the uh, travel like coming from overseas to here? Um, I mean it's pretty tough first of all it's a long way yeah long flight but I mean it's really good here because it's like real focus on the basketball like you see facilities you don't know, have this in Europe and all this all this stuff and whatever you need to improve and it's really good and it's really easy to adjust here mm-hmm. i feel really good here
0: so you were on loan the past season for at least for part of it right yeah. How do you approach that? Is it like a good thing because you're going to get an opportunity, or is it? A, you, how do you feel about that when that happens?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I was loaned to Buducnost Euroleague team. Uh, I mean, I had a chance to play Euroleague, which is like probably best league after NBA. And I mean, it was one of my goals, dreams to play against those guys to play in the Euroleague. So I mean, I had the opportunity, and I just go out there and play. It was, I mean, I think I did pretty well, and it was really great experience for me. And uh, it was really tough for uh, my team, you know, because we were doing pretty well. Mega B-Max, we were second in the, in the league. And then I left and they changed the system. It was really tough for them. But I mean, at the end of the day, I played Euroleague, which is really great for me.
1: How long is the flight over here? Is it one flight or you have to take
2: multiple flights? Um, I mean, you? Sometimes you go direct flight from Belgrade. Okay. And it's like nine hours, not that much. But so like from Georgia, it's like 16 hours, so it's pretty long late. I live in Belgrade, so nine hours, something like that. Did you grow up
1: wanting to play in
2: the NBA? I mean, I never, I really never thought that I could play in the NBA. So I was, I was really thinking about it. I was just watching the NBA. It was like some, I don't know, like uh, superheroes playing the (laughs) playing the basketball. And as I grew up, I I grew up, I matured, and I get close to NBA now. I mean, it's my dream to get here. When did you start
1: dreaming about it
2: then? I mean, I was dreaming always, but I never thought that I could uh, uh-huh. get here. I could get here, so I was really dreaming about it all my life since I started playing.
0: How did, who taught you basketball? Like a, a brother or a parent? Or uh,
2: Yeah, my, my family, actually. All my family because I, I had so much energy. They couldn't stop me at home. So first, the intense was like, yeah, just go out there and lose your energy because they couldn't take me anymore the, at the home. And after that, I, I was, you know, tall. Uh, my coaches saw me, you know, I was a big, big guy. So I could play, I could understand the game. And, you know, then my coaches really did a great job. And then I went to Mega, which is great for young players and everyday work uh, 100%. Only focus on basketball, yeah, they told me best.
1: Is your plan to be in New York next week for the draft? Do you know yet? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. I'll be there. Hopefully, I will get selected. Make my dream come true.
1: Are you like? Do you have like a range in mind of like where you think you're gonna get selected? Do you know? I don't
2: really think about it. I just wanna you know go out there and like have some focus on me, you know, to improve, uh, to have a little bit play time even. I don't really think about that. Wherever I go, I will do my best, really. I'll get a 100%. I saw you uh, just met with Coach Pierce, the head
1: coach. Um, what did he have to say to
2: you? I mean, just, you know, we mentioned a couple of plays on the the three-on-three. Three. You know, he told me how to you know be better, how to do stuff a little better. And just normal talk, you know, just get, you know, get to know each other. That was it.
1: Is the plan to meet with them individually
2: afterwards, or do you know yet? Uh, I
0: really don't. I know you don't have a team yet, but do you roughly know your plan for the summer? Is it going to be in the United States, or do you go back to Europe between now and the start of the season? You may not believe, but I
2: really don't know what's I, I believe it. And I'm really uh, <laughs> uh, excited what's going to happen. Uh, I really want to work uh, this summer uh, with my body. Uh, yeah, I will work a lot this summer. I know. That's the thing I know. That's it.
1: Thank you very much Thank for your you. time, Thank sir. You. Thanks a
2: lot.
3: Good luck. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Shoot, we're going already. Uh, uh, it's been similar uh, the whole process. So, you know, it's just a lot of hours on the phone talking to other teams, um, going through, you know, trying to come up with 44 names we like, um, and then once we get to 44, we'll fill the last 16. Um, just meeting with the staff, you know, going over everything for the hundredth time, those sort of things. Last year you kind of identified six guys who were at the top of the class. 44. <laughs> I'll ask it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no what is it, what it kind of, can you give us what your uh, overall assessment is and how that might affect your two or more first round picks. Yeah, so, you know, this year having so many picks, you know, kind of spread out, um, you know, 8 and 10 are close together, so we're really kind of focused on guys in in that area. And then 17, you know, it's another group a little bit farther back. And then with 35, 41, and 44, we're just trying to get those names together. So we're kind of focusing on it in in that kind of category. But is it it, our 8, 10, 17 – more equal than they were maybe in previous drafts or want to take three stabs at it? Yeah, I think that what you're, we're finding with this draft is there's a lot of depth to it. and You might see guys, you know, one team has in the top ten that another team's going to have in the 20s, and it's really kind of a beauty in the behind the holder mm-hmm. deal. So so we like a lot of the guys there. Um, so I, we, we, we like having the opportunity to have three different stats at it, as you yeah. said.
1: When is the process of scouting this class actually going?
3: so today we actually have a, a guy up at the NBA 100 camp up in Charlottesville Virginia scouting for next year's draft so it, it starts <laughs> it's it, we're already working on next year and you know there's some kids that are actually juniors there so technically I guess we're working on it two years from now so it's it, every opportunity we get to go see these kids and the you know under 16 championships under 18 championships 19 we, we take it and we go see them. so we start scouting in advance so I guess this started four years ago Obviously uh,
1: you made some uh, some bold decisions in your time as a off-center manager, specifically last year with the Trey Young trade. Do you ever like doubt yourself
3: when it comes to things like that? No, oh, man. <laughs> I'm an overweight, bald guy. How
1: you
0: know, does <laughs> <so. laughs> having six picks affect uh, you? Do you feel like you have urgency to make a trade
3: in the draft? or? No, I mean, obviously I've stated this. We, we obviously don't want to add six picks to the team, but I don't feel urgency to make a trade. Will we try to be active? Sure. Uh, you know, we try to be active. You know, every situation like this, whether it's a trade deadline or you know, during free agency, the draft. Those are really the three times that transactions can can take place. So we'll we'll take advantage of those situations and try to bid our team every chance we get.
1: How does um, what you saw in the NBA Finals affect um, what you look for in the draft and developing the players that are already there?
3: I mean, i got to be honest, I don't know that I made it to too many second halves in the finals. Those games start too late for me, man. <laughs> I go to bed early. Um, but I think what you see when you get to the later rounds of the playoffs, and even you're seeing in the regular season, is the positionalist basketball, you know, if you can have five guys out there that can space the floor and handle the ball and obviously defend multiple positions. You know, those are the kind of things we're looking for and we'll continue to look for. Are you more likely to do something with the three second round picks or the three first Olympics? Doesn't even it out. as far as trading yeah, or picking yeah, yeah. Um, moving um, up or get more assets get no them. i it's it's no secret with our three second round picks we're going to try to package them and move up if we can okay. um but that's easy for me to sit here and say it, it's harder to accomplish right. um you know what we don't want to do or what we'll try to avoid is selling them um you know we'll try to trade them like we did last year right. for futures just so we can have the asset uh if we get to a point where we draft, we, you know, we'd look at it as draft and stash, because again, you can use those players in transactions down the line, so we'll try to keep the asset alive, so to speak. So the hierarchy would be trade it, stash it, and then sell it. Yeah, and, and it all depends on yeah, um, what happens with the first, right. but yeah, that, that's what we'll look to do.
1: How much of this process is actually finding out what makes these players tick and what they're like off the floor?
3: Yeah, no, that, that's that's a big part of it. Um, as you guys know, uh, PJ was just in here and uh, just in for a visit because he's still dealing with some foot soreness, and so he can't do any work on the court. But, uh, you know, was able to go to breakfast with him, spend some time with them, coach Pierce, spend time with him, watch film with them. So any chance we get to get these guys in here and get to know them and find out what kind of people are is a big part of it.
1: Now that you uh, have some building blocks, Trey, John, Kevin, um you kind of look, is it still best player available in the
3: first rounds, or is it kind of like you start searching for needs? No, I mean, listen, we won 29 games, so we're still looking for the best players available. Um, and, you know, whatever that position is, we're going to take them, and then we'll figure it out on the back end. Do you, do you feel like there's true value in this draft? Yeah, uh, every every draft people get excited about, right? Um, it's just the nature of the beast. So there's always value out there.
1: How many mock drafts do you run before Thursday, and is it a collection of what your intel suggests, what the analytics show, and what you might think happen?
3: So we we use all those factors when we do our when, our, when we do our mocks. We just had one yesterday, and we got the 48 players. So we're getting close to 60 of guys we like, um, and you know we'll meet we'll meet again tomorrow. We have another workout tomorrow. I don't know if that's been public yet, but we to come to work tomorrow, everybody. That's <laughs> uh, on my phone. <laughs>
0: You're pretty forthcoming about the players that come through here. Well, why is that? What you know, you you say who's coming through, you give them to the media. A lot of teams just just do it all behind closed doors. Why?
3: Uh, I'm not smart enough to trick people, man. If, you, if you're <laughs> trying to be mischievous or deceive people, you got to keep all your stories straight. And I'm not smart enough to do that, so I just put it all out there.
0: What can you tell us about Jeff Peterson and the process of him going to Brooklyn?
3: Yeah, um, obviously it's a loss for us. Jeff was great, Um, you know, Brooklyn had some staff changes and they reached out. Um, I have the philosophy that any time an organization reaches out to talk to one of our employers, we'll allow them to talk. Um, I think in Jeff's case, you know, he'd been here his whole career. Um, His wife had just finished up with grad school here in Atlanta. She was born and raised in Atlanta, I think. You know moving to New York City uh, something new they didn't have children it was an exciting opportunity for him and um, you know I'm happy for he and his wife you mentioned um positionless basketball any other trends that you saw out of the playoffs to kind of show you where the league's going uh you know this I, is something I haven't thought about I guess um, you know I, I guess having a having a really good player helps you yeah, of course <laughs> In light of the Prince trade, uh, did the amount of
1: wings that appear to be available in the top you know, 12 to 14 play into that, or could you just not turn down the assets
3: at all? I'm not really sure what you're talking about.
1: Okay. <laughs> how, do you, how do you judge when trading up or down is the right call for you guys?
3: Uh, oh, we, have, we have an analytic staff that will take a look at the value of the picks, so a big part of it will be... Um, you know, where we project the other team's pick to be that we're receiving. And, you know, do we think that's fair or equal value? Um, you know, all teams' picks aren't the same, right? So if Golden State offers us their first as opposed to a team that we project in the lottery, you know, that's going to be a much better trade for us, and that, that's kind of how we go through the process.
1: What do you see the center position right now? In my conversations with Alex, he really thinks he could be the starting center on this team. Uh Obviously you're gonna draft the best player available. Is that someone you wanna sign into deadman, sign
3: a free agency, or do you want to look for a big guy in the draft? Uh like I said, we're gonna we're gonna take the best player in the draft, whether it's a big guy, whether it's a little guy, we're gonna take the best player we can. Um, you know, as we said here today, Alex is the only center on our roster, yeah. so I guess by default he'd be our starter. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we want more than one center on our roster, so you know we'll look to address that um in free agency, uh in the draft. Uh, but as far as who's starting, that's it's my policy yeah. to ask How would you move to Phil's Uh So I told our group when he finally left that uh, we're not going to do anything. We'll worry about it when we get to July. I want everybody just focused on the draft. That's, that's the most important thing on the front right now. Um, and then we'll evaluate that in July. And, and I'm not sure what we're going to do. Obviously, I've got swarmed with people that love his job, <laughs> but uh, whether we promote from within, uh, bring somebody in, or bring somebody in at the bottom and move them out, I, I don't really know. Okay. I've spent that much time. What additional responsibilities have you had to take on since Jeff's departure? Oh, oh man, too many. <laughs> now, a big part of what Jeff did was his scouting front, um, but we, you know, we have a staff, so they were able to step in, so it hasn't really affected me that much, thankfully.
1: On Thursday, how many names are finally on the draft board? Is it
3: 60? Um, no, we'll have more than 60. So we'll have our list of all the guys we think will um, get drafted. And our list isn't going to be right. We'll mm-hmm. have some 60-plus names up there, and some of them aren't going to get drafted. And that's, once you get done, I don't know, probably the pick 45, pick 50, that's when you start you know, calling agents. If your guy goes undrafted, we'd be in summer league. So, so we'll have a, a long list of guys.
1: When the process begins, how many names are roughly on your mind?
3: Uh, We just have to go look, there's a a ton of them over there. I don't even know how many we have, over 100. When you bring guys in for workouts, what are you looking
1: for that you can't see on film?
3: Uh, Really the biggest thing is how they pick up uh, instruction. You know, we put them in situations they haven't been in, so they're trying to judge how quickly they can adapt to different terminology, to different sets, how they interact with our coaches, how they interact with other players that they don't play with a lot of times. You know, up here, you might have a guy that you've never played with before on a 10 day that you have to go out there maybe in tough situations and to play with. So just how they adapt to quickly changing environments. How does that fit, though, in, in the rest?
0: Where does that rank in the rest of your scouting? Is it more what you've seen in person, what you've seen on film, or is yeah, just a this piece, i this, this is just a piece of the puzzle. It's certainly
3: not the biggest piece by any stretch. Um, you know, you, I think you can make, and teams have made big mistakes, when you disregard what you've seen from a player for four years in college, and then he comes in and has a great 45-minute workout, and then you, you change your, that, that, that would be a mistake.
1: Boyd mentioned to me the other day that he knows when he specifically doesn't want to coach a player. When he tells you something like that, how much weight does that hold? Because, I mean, ultimately, it is your decision,
3: Yeah, I mean, listen, obviously I take his input and he's got a big voice. Um, And I think that he and I kind of view things the same way. So I think if he thinks I don't want this player around here, I'm probably thinking the same thing. So it wouldn't come as much of a shock to him.
1: When you are watching these draft workouts, are you looking for something specifically? No,
3: again, like I just mentioned, um, we're looking to see how they adapt to new situations, how they fit in with coaching and how they pick up drills quickly, things of that nature. Else? Who is at the top of the draft? Zion. Alright, thank you. sir. Alright, guys, thanks.
1: Appreciate Appreciate.